Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. And so, today I speak with us and under this caption, it is no secret. Loving Father, we thank you for having been so wonderfully good to us. You've spared our lives to this day, and you have given us reasons to go on. Lord, we are happy. We are glad. We are privileged. And we ask that you accept us afresh today, since we reach out to you in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name we pray. It is no secret. And a lot of us know the other part of it, what God can do. It is no secret. Now, as we looked into our scripture text, we saw something special in there. How that dealing with patience, and tribulation, that we have need of patience even during tribulation. Although patience is worked out there, and patience gives experience, and experience hope. Now what I want us to look closely into is verse 5. Verse 5 says that hope maketh not ashamed. Hope maketh not ashamed. Those of us who have hope in the blessed Lord need not be ashamed. Because when we trust God, who is true to his word, when we trust Jesus, in whom we live and move and have our being, so to speak. God being Jesus and the Father. When we live in both of them, by both of them, we need not be ashamed. So hope of a glorious tomorrow. When we hope that tomorrow would bring us something glorious. We need not be ashamed. And the reason the apostle emphasized that point is that as long as God says so, it's going to be. So we need not be ashamed because it's going to become a grand reality in the blessed Lord. And so we have this matter of Hope make it not a shame because the love of God, the love of God is shed abroad, is shed abroad in our heart because we have the hope resident in us. The love of God through us is shed abroad. People come to know it because we have it and we live it. The love of God. And it's given unto us and it's supported by the Holy Spirit. I say to you again today that spiritual things 
are spiritually discerned. I know folks that spend a lot of time in sports. Some spend time doing other things, but I want you to know, time spent in listening to the word of God cannot be in vain or time that is not significant. It's good time when you spend a little listening to the word of God. And so today, I want us to come home to reality. Most of us, all of us, I should say, may have done this. But I want to invite you again today to come home to reality. In other words, we are followers of Christ. We are bound for the land of the pure and the holy. And we are just pilgrims in this barren land. This place, sad truth, the writer says, sad truth were this to be our home. Yea, we look for a city that hath foundation, whose builder and maker is God himself. And so we feel assured on a daily basis that God is with us and that we by his power will triumph. We are going to triumph because we are on God's side. So it's no secret what God can do. It was William Cowper who said, God moves in mysterious ways his wonders to perform. His wonders to perform. Mysterious ways. I want you to know that when the blessed Lord starts working on a person. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter the color of skin or your academic status. It doesn't really matter. As long as the Lord is working on you, it's going to be seen around you. It's going to be seen. It's no secret what God can do. You're going to have that love for spiritual things. You're going to have a desire to work for him. You're going to have a love in your heart for one another. Oh yes, because God works in mysterious ways. His wonders to perform. I want to bring us a few examples before I bring my benediction closer to, to the subject. And, and, and I want you to see how that in, in God's working, people around us can be blessed tremendously. The psalmist there in Psalm 40, Psalm 40, and there at verse 1, I like the way he puts it. He says, I, I waited patiently for the Lord. You must have heard this said many times before. But I like reiterating good points. And here we have this matter of, of waiting. Why was the psalmist waiting? There was a, a need, a longing, a longing to, to, to feel the presence of God and his power working in him. To feel the connection to feel that he belongs. There was that longing. And so he pleaded with the Lord. 
several times, I mean, day and night, no doubt. And he waited. He waited for the experience. He said, he said, I waited patiently for the Lord. In other words, he's not giving up because what he wants, he has not yet received it. And, and he's not going to give up until the reality strikes. And so here he is, waiting, waiting, praying and waiting and reaching out to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. You know what he has done. A, a terrible life, a life that, that truly was no example to the people in the community. And so he, the remorse came over him. He felt as if he was like really down to nothing. Got most. And he wanted a lift from there. And so he, he waited. He said, I waited patiently for the Lord. Now I want you folks to know something. If, if at all, you should begin to make two marks on, on your whiteboard or blackboard. And you start at one end to go to the other. And then you go to the bottom and come up. Those lines are going to cross. They're going to meet. Because there's an inclination. You see, the one to the bottom is inclining towards the top. And the one to the top is inclining towards the bottom. And so they will both meet. And so it was with the experience of the psalmist. He said, I waited patiently for the Lord. And I like what he said after that. And he inclined unto me. Come on now, folks. Come on. I mean, he inclined unto me. In other words, I got his divine attention. My stick to got his attention. I waited patiently. And he inclined unto me and heard my cry. Isn't that something? He inclined. And this makes a difference. People can say what they like, do what they like. Go where they wish. But when God makes an input, when God intervenes, something great happens. And so I inclined, he said, oh, because when he waited patiently, you know, that is an inclination. You see, every time he looks to God and prays to God, he's inclining to God. He's inclining to God. And, and the two inclining, they met. Oh, come on, folks. Spiritual things are spiritually discerned. And I'm telling you, people who are spiritual are thinking spiritually. And here we have this man being down to gutmost ignominious plight in the area where he was. Uh, and people were looking down on him instead of up to him. And he said, I am not happy with this condition. And so he reached out. He reached out in prayer to the blessed Lord. And he said, he heard my cry. And he brought me up also. I like that. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit. That's how sin is. Sin is like a horrible pit. He brought me up 
also out of an horrible pit. Out of a miry clay. And he set my feet upon a rock. And he established my going. Oh yes, he put me on the right track now. Established my going. He had put a new song, he said, into my mind. A new song. And like I said, I don't think it had the reggae beat. But it's saying he put a new song in my mouth. Even praise unto our God. Come on now, folks. Praise unto our God. You see, away from now the curse that was hanging over him. Now this man as an instrument in the hand of God is praising God. Praising God. And that's what has happened to all of us who are here today. I mean, we, we have come to the point now where we realize it's about time that we give God praise. It is time for us to reach out and let God know whose side we are on. Let the world see, come on, whose side we are on. Because it's no secret what God can do. Take your mind from the things of the world. Unto the things that are of God. Eternal. Eternal. From the terrestrial world. From this thing that is going on around us. To the celestial world. God knows what he's doing for us. All we need to do is to cooperate with him. Because it's no secret. What he can do. Put a new song, even praise. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Remember this? He said, many shall see it and fear. Because it's no secret what God can do. That's why many will see it and fear and trust in the Lord. In other words, you become a model for purity. You become a model. And people will see it. And there should be an urgency for purity among our people. Oh yes. God wants to make us shining lights. Shining examples in this community. In this community. As a matter of fact. We can read that in Titus chapter 2. And verse 11. He said the grace of God which bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Come on now, folks. I mean, in this present world. In other words, live like that. Let people see that God makes a difference. Come on now, folks, because it's no secret what God can do. It's no secret. Looking for the blessed hope, he said. In other words, the people who are beneficiaries of his grace. That's what the text is saying, the grace of God which appeared unto all men. Beneficiaries of his grace are looking forward to the blessed hope. And the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us. That he might redeem us from all iniquity. And purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Come on now. I said, zealous of good works. 
It's no secret what God can do. You are going to be doing good works. Like Jesus, he went about doing good. Be like Jesus is my song. Be like Jesus all day long. Come on now. I'm going to be like Jesus. Be like Jesus. Makes a difference, I think, of the Apostle Paul. He was the greatest persecutor, and then he became the greatest apostle. A human being like you and, you and I are. But when God intervenes, come on, the kind of faith that we want to have, the faith that gets God's attention, when that attention is gotten, come on now, there is a difference in the person's life. There is a difference. And so the Apostle Paul, I like the way when he, when he had his transition, he came over, and in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, he says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. I mean, like somebody who said to you, so you don't go to cinemas and them kind of places and you don't, you don't, uh, how you live? You say, I live. <laughs> he said, but you don't, I live. You mean you don't, I live. Well, how you do, I live. Oh, yes. By the faith of the blessed Lord. Come on. Because what, you're a different person now. You're a new creature now. Things have happened to you that have not happened before. You're a different person now with a different motive. And now your destiny is shaped now in, 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 in the love of God and his provision. Everything that he has made has brought about a, a kind of a change in your life that gives you a new Destiny to think about. A new destiny. Come on now, folks. And so the apostle says, he says, in, I like what he says in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 21. He says, for me. He said to me, for, for me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. Come on now. That's why hope maketh not ashamed. Because for me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. And when people live like that, it's no secret. It's no secret. And folks sometimes have to, uh, they say, are you a Christian? They should say, oh boy, you are a Christian. No, that's the way it ought to be. Not, are you a Christian? You are a Christian. <laughs> it's no secret what God can do. You know, we have folks today who must speak like the world in order to be identified with the world. And they must dress like the world in order to be identified. They don't want to come behind in any gift, them folks say, or to look so different. Yes, the people of God must look different because it's no secret what God can do. They tell me that modesty is the manifestation, is the outward manifestation of an inward purity. And I'm telling you folks, as, as we go through life, 
the world would see the difference because God's people must make a difference in this community. Must make a difference. If God is working in us, then there must of necessity be a difference. 2 Corinthians 5 and, and verse 17 amplifies it. If any man be in Christ. Now there's a condition. It's a condition. This is a condition. If introduces the condition. And only if. Somebody would say to you. People come up and say only if. You would do this or say this. Only if. The condition. So the condition here is that if the man be in Christ, the condition is as long as he is in Christ, he is a new creature. Say amen, somebody. If a man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And the community would know it. Where you live would know it. In the home where you are, it's going to be seen and known. Where you are, a change has come about. You no longer live like the world people. No, you live like God's child, a princess or a prince. You belong to royalty. Come on now, folks. It's no secret what God can do. I know you may recall certain friends that you have had who were living a careless, Christless, worthless life. And today, they are shining for the Lord. I say, it's no secret. What God can do. Psalm 72 and verse 18 says, Blessed be the Lord, the Lord God, who only doeth wondrous things. Isn't that wonderful? Wondrous things. When we are on the Lord's side, when we are in, in him, we do wondrous things for the Lord. I mean, for the Lord. Wondrous things. I remember... On the island of St. Kitts, some of you may know this little island. You may have to put on your glasses, magnifying glasses, to find it on the map. But, uh, but it's there. And I had occasion to work there as a, as a church pastor for five years. And I had dealings with a number of people there. But uh, I visited a family one day, and I uh, was doing a crusade. So I had to go out and visit and so forth. And I went visiting, and, and there in that home, the husband, I mean, he was into intoxicated. He was really under the influence of the, of the liquor. And, 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 and he was there, and, and I was speaking now with them all. So to speak, there, there were how many, about three more besides him, four. And, 
and, and the wife was listening, the daughter and another son, they were listening to me, and he would, you know, the, he, uh, out of control, out of control. I went back to visit another day, and he said, he said, Pastor, I, I can't sit with you because I am, I am, I am in, you, you know, I am, I am drunk, he meant. So he couldn't listen. So I went on and I spoke with the others and so forth, and two of them got baptized. Two of, 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 of the members of the family got baptized. And listen to me, folks. I never stopped visiting that fellow. I went and I went and I went, and I have gone. <laughs> oh, yes. And today, he is a deacon in the church. Isn't that something? A fellow who used to walk around cursing, you know, the language obscene language. Today, he works for the Lord as a deacon in the church. Isn't that wonderful? I've said it before, I say it again, it's no secret what God can do. It's no secret. No secret. The psalmist, you know, when I think of what God can do on this planet. And I say if, if, if we would fall in line, let him work in us, through us, what a work would be accomplished on this planet for the blessed Lord. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. It says, we are his workmanship. Oh, come on, folks. There's a taste for spiritual things when God is in it. A taste for spiritual things. A conversion. A transition. A transformation when God makes his input. Come on. We are his workmanship, the apostle said. Created in Christ Jesus. In other words, of his fashion, of his manner, of his character, likened unto him. We are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Come on now, folks. I said unto good works which God hath ordained that we should walk in them. Good works. Good works. Time ago, you used to do bad works. You and I, the folk would look and say, oh, don't mind him or her. But today, what a difference. What a difference. It's like this young fellow who... He used to steal a lot. He stole sheep and goat and all sorts of things. And they caught him. And they marked on him <laughs> ST. Sheep thief. 
he met the Lord. Oh yes, he met the Lord. He met the Lord. And some folks couldn't believe that this man had, had changed so much. But then his lifestyle was so different. So different. And one day somebody asked him, so what is that on your forehead? That ST, what's that? He said, that is for saint. Saint. Time ago it was sheep thief. But now he's a saint. It's no secret, I say, what God can do. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. The children of men. I'll tell you this as I come to the close. It says um, in Romans 8 and verse 29. You know, Verse 28 says, all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to them that are the called according to his purpose. But 29, whom he did foreknow. Whom he foreknow. Those people whom he did foreknow, he did predestinate. To be conformed to the image of his son. Come on now. To be conformed to the image of his son. To be like Jesus. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. The firstborn among many brethren. In other words, many more are going to come to the faith. Many more are going to come into the household of safety. Many more would come in and Jesus would be the firstborn. Among many brethren. It's no secret what God can do. It's no secret. It's no secret. And then the text tells us. That whom he did predestinate. Them he also called. And whom he called. Them he also justified. And whom he justified. Them he also glorified. Come on now, folks. Glorify. Man was made to glorify God. To glorify God. And when God intervenes, when God intervenes, it's no secret on this planet. It's no secret what God can do. The man is now a man moving in, in the opposite direction. In the opposite direction. Here we have a situation. And the blessed Lord steps in. He does something that you and I. I said you and I. Cannot do of ourselves. But when God does it. It's done. And it is perfectly done. And if God is working on us. Listen to me, folks. There must of necessity be a change. Evidently, there is a change. A change. You're not the same. Because God has never lost a case. And if he's working on us, we are improving. We are improving. Because God cannot fail. All we need to do is to surrender. 
Just surrender because it's no secret what God can do. A lot of us do know Psalm 34 and verse 7. We say the angel of the Lord encamped round about and deliver and deliver us. But I like verses 1, 2, and 3 up at the top. Say, I'll bless the Lord at all times. How often? At all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I like that. I like that. My soul, he says, my soul, come to think, going to make his boast only in the blessed Lord. He said, the humble, the humble shall hear thereof because it's no secret. It's no secret. So the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. I like that. And be glad. And then he's calling. Now he said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, come on, children of God together. Let us magnify the Lord. Magnify the Lord with me. Come on now. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Isn't that something? Let the world see the difference. Look, it does make a difference. Divine intervention makes a difference. Let the world see it. Let the world see it. Time is fleeting. We're, we're getting now to the end of time. And, and if no transformation has taken place up to this day, might to understand that God has lost his power. The world out there can be transformed. But we must show them what transformation is all about. Show them what it's all about. Because our God wants that to be. He wants us to do it. To do it for him. And to do it now. To do it now. You know, folks, as I come to the end, I'd like to reiterate what it really means to be different. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and 15 says, love not the world. Neither the things of the world. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. It's not in him. The love of the Father is not in him. Do you believe that? Sometimes it's a question hard to answer. But it is true. 
And all of us who love the truth would say, yes, it's, I believe it's, it's true. If any man loved the world, the love of the Father, uh, just a minute, son. The love of the Father is not in him. Is not in him. And, and, and I am here saying today that we have come to a point in the history of this world at 25 minutes to 1. And I would like for us all to have an introspective look. You've been in the church for 10 years. You've been following the Lord for five years. You might have been with the Lord for 20 years. Have you seen in yourself a change in lifestyle? Do you still love the world or you have given up the world? It's a good thing to take an introspective look today. And to see the things that you would love to cherish on a daily basis. Remember the Lord says he will supply your needs, not your want. We want a lot of things. But the Lord is not going to supply our wants as such. He will supply our needs. The psalmist says the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Because the needs are supplied. The needs are supplied. What a God. And I'm saying today, let's just get serious about it. And make our calling and election sure. Let's look to God for what he can do for us. And in us and through us. And let's get on with it. Let's get on with it. You want to take the challenge, would you stand with me? But let the Lord take over and let him do with us what we know he can. Let him do with us what we know he can. Let him do with us what we know he can. Oh, loving Father, your children are standing. We stand, Lord, because we have no other help but thee. And there is only one way, only one way to eternal life. There's no second time around. And we want to make it this first time, Lord. We want to make it. By thy grace, we want to make it, Lord. Disappoint us not. Keep us in the palm of your hand. Give us the power to overcome. Help us to be identified with you. May our character please you, Lord. Because you're working on us. Keep on working on us, Lord. We ask, please, Lord, mold us and fashion us in the likeness of Jesus that we might be great beneficiaries of your glories. We want to thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email at podcast at As the Holy Spirit impresses you, 
You may also support this ministry financially by visiting SavingGraceSDA.org.